Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. What you remember is more than 20 years ago now, back in the mid-90s, there was a sheep cloned. Dolly the sheep was her name. And everyone was really weirded out by that. Like, holy cow, what have they done? They cloned a sheep. My God, what kind of awful world are we plunging into here? Well, fast forward more than 20 years, we kind of moved on from that and nothing awful happened. Uh, But we're kind of having the same freak out this week after word that some monkeys have now been cloned. We've now got Zhang Zhang and Hua Hua, the first cloned primates. Scientists in Shanghai published their findings this week. Uh, So it's a significant breakthrough. But again, you know, people are getting worried. Well, what does this mean? Why are we cloning monkeys? And are we that much closer to cloning humans? Well, maybe we are. But I guess the question is, why would we? Or more to the point, why should we be concerned about it? What does it mean to clone a sheep or a monkey or a person for that matter? So I think there's a lot of important issues. I want to delve into that off the top here today. Joining us on the line is Arthur Kaplan. He's a bioethicist and a professor at the NYU School of Medicine. Professor Kaplan, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much for having me. I guess, first of all, I mean, we, we should establish, I mean, is this is this legit? Are these really cloned monkeys, as best we can tell? <laughs> you know, it's a fair question. Cloning throughout its history has been beset with fraud problems, people announcing that they cloned human embryos. In fact, there have been announcements, you may remember the Ray Aliens years ago, saying they cloned a baby. But this paper appeared in a top-tier journal, really reputable one called Cell. I think they would have made sure they got all the data and everything they needed. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think this is legit. We've never seen primates or monkeys clone before. It's been sort of a barrier that people have been trying to get past to make it happen, and I think the Chinese group did it. Why is it so difficult? You know, it's funny. It isn't clear. Um, Some animals, uh, sheep, seem easy to clone. What these scientists did is instead of trying to take DNA out of an adult cell and clone it, like from your skin or your uh, bones or something, they use fetal uh, DNA from a fetus. And I think that turns out to be a little bit more likely to develop and grow. There are certain chemicals in our cells when we're adults that kind of shut down and don't let the cells divide as easily. So I suspect that's what the difference was here that let them do this. Okay, in terms of why they're doing this, I mean, perhaps for some scientists, it is a question of being the first to do something, doing something that no one's previously been able to do. But is there good reason to pursue this this line of research and to do what they've done? Um, I'm not sure it's, you know, the biggest need in medicine to figure out ways to clone primates. It's got uses. I know everybody's thinking, does this mean we're going to head toward human cloning? Look, they had to 
make 79 embryos. They put them into 20 mothers and they got two babies out and they also had some uh, stillborns. Very, very unsafe, not ready. We're not doing this so that we can go around, you know, cloning celebrities or uh, people, athletes or something like that. No, no, it's still a long, long way off. I mean, decades, not years or months. Um, But look, we do want to study certain diseases. It wouldn't be ethical to do it in humans because either the, the, you know, you want to try and cure them. You don't want to study them. Monkeys are good models for some of these uh, diseases or to test medicines in, but they're uh, expensive. If you can clone monkeys, you might be able to get enough so that you could test out certain drugs, hopefully not in uh, experiments that are cruel, but, you know, they would be a useful model. The other reason to get a little bit excited about primate cloning is, look, there are primates out there, gorillas, chimps, many others, that are going extinct. Cloning isn't the best way to solve that problem because, you know, you get genetically identical animals, and if they inbreed, you get problems. But it may be a way to hold the species around until you can figure out a work through there. So that, that, that may be a use. People aren't comfortable. But really, you know what I think yeah. they were doing? I think they were trying to do it first. Sure. Well, <laughs> I think probably. That's what drove this. People get nervous about the idea of cloning, right? It, it seems mm-hmm. it's very controversial. Maybe part of it is that you know maybe we don't fully understand what's going on here. We're, we're creating basically an identical twin of an animal, but it, it, it is mm-hmm. something that people are are uneasy about, isn't it? Well, you know, when Dolly was born, everybody went crazy and started to speculate. I think in ways that just didn't make sense, but there was. You know, are we going to bring back the dead or right. clone them off of dead bodies? Are we going to make armies of clones that dictators or evil people or, I don't know, Donald Trump could order around and, you know, make them attack things or do things? Yeah, right. uh, there was arguments about we'll become immortal because, you know, we'll just clone Art Kaplan again and again. And he'll live on forever, boring people on the radio for generations. So none of that is true. Look, if you want to make a clone army, you're still better off hiring an army. Think about teenagers with uh, the same parents growing up in the same family. They don't turn out the same. You can't make them become what you want. They they may be genetically identical to their sibling or to their mom and dad, but they have a mind of their own. They're not going to you know necessarily just say, hey, yeah, great, clone army, that's for me. Um, and similarly, when you're trying to bring back the dead, I got asked once, could we clone Jesus using the Shroud of Turin? Some religious people wanted to know. Well, maybe, I don't know, presuming Jesus had DNA, you might be able to try and clone something from that, but you don't have Bethlehem, you don't have the Roman Empire, right. you know, it, it's, you're not going to be able to recreate the person because environment counts too. So no, I, I think a lot of those early worries made us too nervous about cloning. Right. I mean, you know, practically speaking, what would be the reason why someone would would want to clone a human? I mean, are are there legitimate reasons that, that you can think of? Yeah, there are, there are some people who are sterile. They don't have a partner. It's one way to reproduce. That's not common, but it's, yeah. if you're not into adoption or something, I guess you could go that road. It's not a big market for that. There are people who are vanity-oriented. They don't really care if the person's the same, but they like the way they look, right? So you might see a model or somebody saying, I'm going to clone myself. I made a career as a fashion model. My daughter will be able to do that. But your question is really on point because 
cloning isn't that interesting. Xeroxing or copying ourselves, you know, the future isn't that. It's genetic editing. And what I mean by that is trying to change genes so that you improve or enhance your traits, capacities, and abilities. The future isn't cloning, which is just copying in humans. The future really is genetic engineering. Where you're going to see cloning is animals. You want the same steak, you want the same wool, you want the same animal milk, yeah, then you've got a market. Right, and even with these these primates that we talked about when it comes to doing research, if you have a, a set of primates uh, that all have the, the same genetic information, the same DNA, uh, that, that can be very useful in a research Very sense. useful, because then you know if you're seeing positive things or negative things, it isn't really due to any genetic difference. It's due to your pill or your drug or some environmental lifestyle change. You know, those monkeys would be interesting. We constantly hear what a low-calorie diet let us live longer. Well, those monkeys could be studied for that sort of thing, and you'd know that it wasn't some small genetic differences if they lived longer on a low-cal diet. Maybe it is the diet. Right. So when it comes to human cloning, then, people can sort of take a a sigh of relief here. It's uh, a long way off. It's very, very difficult, and there's not a lot of reasons why people would do it anyway. That's how I see it. Think of cloning as a tool useful in animals. Might lower the cost of your lamb chops, but it's probably probably not much we're going to see. If you want to worry about something, think about these things you hear about, gene editing, CRISPR. Those are techniques to try and change DNA letters to see if you can get improvements. You want to stay awake worrying about something, worry about that. Yeah, great point. Uh, We'll leave it there. Professor Kaplan, always appreciate the insight. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us here. All right, there you go. That's Arthur Kaplan, bioethicist and professor at NYU School of Medicine. So giving some perspective, these stories about cloning. As he said, cloning's not the thing to get worked up about. I mean, if you're worried about people doing weird things to, to design people a certain way, genetic uh, editing, gene editing, is where you're likely to see that. Cloning's hard, and cloning takes a long time, and cloning doesn't accomplish much, right? Someone texted to say, hey, as long as we're not cloning, not Lee Trudeau, Trump, or Rocket Man. You know, the funny thing is, each of those people could have, let's say, hypothetically, secretly, uh, an identical twin out there somewhere who may be nothing like them at all, right? Uh, Just because you have an identical genetic copy of somebody does not necessarily predetermine what they're going to be like. So, yeah, you, you could have identical twins born. One goes off to live with one family in one city. One goes off to live with another family in a whole other part of the country, a different country altogether. They're going to be different people. So if you want to clone a, a great leader or an evil leader, that, that seems really pointless. You could just take a, any baby and, and brainwash them a certain way or bring them up a certain way if you're trying to get a certain outcome. Cloning, it doesn't really do that. So it, it's probably not something to worry about. Anyway, so there's your lesson for the day, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We got a lot to get to on the program today. Surprising news we're hearing today that Bombardier actually has prevailed, what, (laughs) over Boeing. The U.S. International Trade Commission ruled against Boeing and in Bombardier's favor today. Well, that's interesting. We'll follow that story. Also, some uh, interesting news regarding that controversial outdoor skating rink in in Ottawa on Parliament Hill, right? The $5 million temporary outdoor skating rink. Remember, that was only supposed to be open for a few weeks. And then they said, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll keep it open until the end of February. 
at least we'll be able to stretch out that $5 million. Oh, by the way, it's going to cost an extra $2.5 million to keep it open until the end of February. That's not a $5 million ring anymore. I guess it's now the $7.5 million ring. We'll get you the details on that. Um, a couple of interesting uh, stories regarding um, the justice system today. We got a verdict today, sentence today, rather, regarding the many shot brothers who, of course, were convicted in that horrific abduction and rape here in Calgary. We'll get the details on that. Also, surprise announcement from the Toronto Police Service, although it certainly seemed as though things were pointing in that direction. Honey and Barry Sherman. Barry Sherman, of course, the founder of uh, Apotex Pharmacy, uh, pharmaceuticals, um, billionaire. They're now saying it was a double homicide. Initially, they'd suggested that maybe it was a murder-suicide. Now Toronto police saying these two were murdered, these two were targeted. We'll get the latest on that. Plus, and I love this story, the story of Alcatraz, the famous escape from Alcatraz. Did those three guys make it? Well, probably not, but maybe. And there's been some really intriguing evidence in recent years suggesting, you know what? Maybe they actually did make it. Maybe they actually did survive. I'm going to hear from Alcatraz historian Michael Esslinger coming up a little bit later on today. So busy show. Time for your calls, your texts, of course, 403-974-8255. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.